What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Battle Red Radio, broadcasting all over the Battle Red blog and Spotify and everywhere else. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. This me. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't prepared. All right. <laughs> we went from I'm ready to radio silence. Eight seconds. Good show. We're in it. We're on it. I like it. Um, this is that Friday edition of Battle Red Radio, which means we're going to be making our picks today, talking about the matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend, and um, just a little bit of a little bit of NFL around the around the league stuff. We're starting to get ready. So at the end of the year, there's a couple things that happen kind of every year. One of them is what they call Black Monday, which is, okay, after week 18, it all finishes Sunday night. So there won't be like a Monday night football game or anything like that. Black Monday is when a bunch of teams fire their head coaches the at the end of the season. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems that we're just speeding up that day because we keep we had, what, two head coaches already fired this, this season? We have already had two head coaches fired. And the first one, I mean, was a little bit of a surprise, I feel like. But Carolina firing their head coach six weeks into the season was a bit of a kind of an odd moment. He must have just made somebody mad in a meeting. I mean, he wasn't performing, but something must have happened where he was like, he he said he said like a key word, and they were like, "You got to go, bro." I like I like to imagine it was that conversation where he was like, "The Carolina Panthers are about six six years away from being good," which is his entire contract. Right. Uh, no, that was the owner. The owner was the one who said that, and the owner said that last year, where he was already into a six year contract. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what was going. On. I don't know what's going on there. That can you fire an owner? I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen as regularly as people want. Uh, although there is talk that the other owners have finally maybe reached convinced Daniel Snyder that it might, it might be time to quit and sell his team. Um, I saw an article the other day where they're talking about the offerings for the for the Washington Commanders are larger than anticipated. Remember people were saying the the franchise was valued at like three and a half. So it'll probably get offers around $4 billion. Well, the numbers are actually getting closer to like 6 billion in the offerings. Well, that's kind of a lot of money. It's kind of a lot of money. Like even if you weren't going to sell a football team, when someone offers you 6 billion, yeah, that's got to be nowhere near what he paid for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't remember. I don't know what the number was. He bought it about 10 years ago, and he's been hailed as one of the worst owners the whole time. And nothing but controversy. And I think he was originally... I think he was just going to investigate selling like portions of the team. But then when the owners heard that he reached out to Bank of America to handle it, I think the owners were like, you should really look into selling the whole team. And now when the offers are coming in... I. That seems a lot more possible. It really does because uh, all right, let's assume he doesn't own the whole thing. Like you know, they can sell. You're allowed to sell portions of it. Uh, you know, I have a friend who she works for somebody who's like a two percent owner of the Texans, kind of a thing. Uh, so like you can own fractions of a team. You can't, but there can only be one majority owner of a team. That's the rule in the NFL. So let's say he owns sixty five, seventy percent of the of the franchise. That's probably around the right number. Even 51, like $3 billion is a lot of money. But let's say that it's it's 
let's say that what he's about to get is like four and a half billion dollars cash. That's a good day. Yeah, can't can't say getting a billion, several billion dollars is going to be a bad day for you. <laughs> a billy, a billy, a billy. Like, yeah, that's a pretty good day. You're not going to have any. Nobody's going to trip over themselves to be like, why are you even thinking about this? Yeah, like, oh man, I bought this team for two hundred and fifty million dollars ten that's... years ago, and it's like cool, and they're giving you three billion dollars now. That's probably pretty close to where he bought it. And now his takeaway would be somewhere between four and a half, like four to five and a half, maybe. I just, depending on what he, how much he owns of the actual He might own the whole thing. I don't know. If he owns the whole thing and he's getting, he's walking out with almost six after taxes, four and a half, four, 4.2. Well, I mean, what do you... Yeah, sell the commanders. <laughs> People stop writing mean things about me, and I get four billion dollars. Okay, deal. Yeah, that that seems like much of a much of a debate, honestly. But I don't know. It's way more important that I have the team. Like, okay, dude. It it kind of like listen. There's only thirty two of these in the world, and, and you get voted in. Like, it's not enough just to be rich. The NFL has turned down people before, so there is sort of an element of exclusivity. It is kind of a boys' club idea of like owning a franchise is kind of a thing. It's a generation for some of these families. It's like a thing. Like this is what they do. Like the Chiefs, uh, they you know it's the I think it's the Hunt family is the name of the family. And yeah, obviously they're I think they're actually like. Are they, so those tomato people. I think so, honestly. But also, their family owns the Chiefs. Well, a lot of these, like, you know, those names come from something. The Heinz family and stuff like that. Like, now Kraft, you, you know, we... <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I was saying this as a joke, and then and then, it, and then it was, and then it dawned on me that, that it wasn't a joke. Yeah, uh, well, and you gotta think, like, these are, these are things that they collect, right? Like, this is an ornament for them, kind of. Well, and I think even, you know, just to expand even further, I think Mitt Romney who's one of the wealthiest politicians is married to like he, he married into the ketchup family. I want to say Heinz. I think, I think his wife was like one of like four kids that's heir to the Heinz fortune or something like that. Where do I get, where do I get that gig? Where do I be? Where do I be rich heiress's husband? That's where I really want to like end up being. <laughs> um, Okay, uh, totally random, and this is really more of a nerd thug kind of conversation, but I just finished watching on HBO Max The Vow, and it's about uh, a cult. Uh, the Inexium, the, the the sex cult thing with Allison Mack and all that, where they, they all got called eventually. The girl from Smallville and all this stuff. Anyway, the reason they were able to kind of exist as long as they did is the... The air, the Seagram's rum or Seagram's whatever alcohol they sell. I don't know now off the top of my head. The Seagram's heiress. So like the daughter of the Seagram's family fortune. Uh, She was one of the founding members of their little cult. And she was one of like the sister wives of the guy. So she had a net worth of like $250 million. The judge... Uh, had her post a bail of a one hundred million dollars. Like when someone has that much money, like oh my gosh! Can you imagine like writing like? I mean, first of all, the idea that, that there's a hundred million liquid, like you're not obviously 
you're so rich you don't care, but that's still kind of not like, you're supposed to do stuff with that money, I thought. But then the other idea that, like, <laughs> he knows she's worth so much money he could go anywhere and do anything that he's like, you have to put down $100 million before we'll let you out of jail. That's a crazy number. Right. Where does that even go when they give it to them? I actually have no idea. Um, We won't get too far into this, but bail, they they hold it. And then, like, if you're found not guilty and stuff, if you actually posted a bail, you get it back. If you use, like, a bail bondsman, where you gave them 10% and they put up the bail, you you, you don't get that back. If you use equity... Well, yeah, because they, they would get it back because they paid for you. I get you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the 10% at that point is like a service. They're a for-profit industry, obviously. Yeah. Super, super nice guys. I get it. Right. If you give $100 million cash to the court, though, and then you're found not guilty, you you get it back. See, at that point, like, I wouldn't even gamble on it. I'd just be like, no, you can't have it. (laughs) I don't know what happens if you're guilty because you're going to jail. I don't know. Maybe they put it in your commissary account. I don't know. I have no idea. I I, I honestly don't know. They just, you just that's what I'm saying. Like they just keep it. Like is this how judges keep making crazy amounts of money? Because they're like, your oh, bail is three billion dollars. <laughs> they just get one percent of it. They get one percent of all posted cash belt. Maybe. I mean, hey, that'd be a gig. Um, um they call me your honor. <laughs> <laughs> So we are staring down week 17, and there's, uh, we just had the Thursday night game. Oh, I guess before we get too, too far into anything, I do want to mention this. Thoughts and prayers out to Pele, soccer legend, king of Brazil. He did pass, he passed last yesterday on Thursday night, Thursday day. So I do want to at least mention that and, and say uh, that's a sports great. We were talking about J.J. Watt this week. Uh, obviously, somebody like Pele goes in that same sentence. And um, what he did for soccer in the United States is pretty crazy. And it's important to remember the people who blaze the trail and pioneer the path to make things work later. So, R.I.P. Pele. We will uh, respect and we will remember. Um, Pivoting to someone else who died, uh, the Titans... They, they basically died on the field uh, last night against the Cowboys. Uh, they did manage to cover, though. It was a 14-and-a-half spread. They, they finished losing by 14, so a better's win. Uh, a sports fan's loss, though. They went, they went ahead and just benched Malik Willis, and they, they went with seven-year journeyman Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs. Malik Willis has had three starts, and they're like, no more. We we don't want to do it again. They said, Malik Willis, uh, you're done. Yeah, they, they went Joshua Dobbs. And he looked better. He, he understood that they have a limited amount of time in the pocket. He did a good job of getting the ball out. They still just are not. They're just lacking anything. I don't, I don't know. Like So Derrick Henry didn't play. They have a ton of injuries. They listed about nine players on injured list. Um, they have a, like key starters on injured list. So they, I mean, there's a lot they're going through. They're on their third quarterback. They're on their second running back. They're on, they're, they're going, they're, they're missing a lot of people. They traded away their best wide receiver to Philadelphia this, this all, uh, last off season. 
they don't have weapons. They don't. Ha- they do have a good defense, and their defense was still actually playing pretty well. This was a game tape that any team playing the Cowboys in the playoffs should take a look at because it was a 27 points, but it was an ugly 27 points. Dak Prescott struggled. Ezekiel Elliott struggled. Uh, it was really only the receiving core that was really kind of excelling in their matchups. And that's just because Tennessee just has a ton of injuries. And even still, they were having people drop left and right throughout the game too. Uh, and the Cowboys had some injuries as well. So, it, But it was a brutal game for the Titans, who were playing Jacksonville this week. And then next week, they're playing for the AFC South. Winner, winner goes to the playoffs, loser doesn't. At this point, ja- uh, Tennessee has now lost six in a row. And Jacksonville is playing pretty good football coming into our matchup with them today or this weekend. I'm I'm way, way more inclined to say, let's go out, let's toss an egg out, let's just roll over, let Jacksonville take the division this year. Because they're I'm not of the belief that Jacksonville can sustain success. I am of the belief that when Tennessee is going right. No, only they can stop themselves. Um, so like, I kind of want to see Jacksonville run hot a little bit, and then they're going to screw it up somewhere because that's generally what they do. It's the uh, the old Jacksonville power move of I'm going to get there and then lose. Well, you got to think a few about four years ago they had a pretty good run. I think ten or twelve wins, and I think they even beat the Patriots. Tom Brady's last year with them, so maybe five years ago now. And then they turn around that offseason and they get rid of their starting running back. There's some other stuff. At the end of that year, they fire the head coach. They bring in Urban Meyer. The start of the next year, it gets way worse. They have the rookie quarterback. Uh, it, it's a train wreck from the get-go. Urban Meyer does tons and tons of stupid, stupid things. Weird character issues for a head coach that you've never heard of. And like they just kind of they spent the next two, three years just looking like the Jacksonville Jaguars that I know. And now this year they look like they they finally started to put together a decent game plan, and Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty good now, although at the start of the year he looked just as bad as ever. So there's there's just this real inconsistency with the Jaguars, and so I, I'm coming into the game. Let's, let's, let's do this. Um, we are four-point favorites. No. We are four-point underdogs. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> we are. You just got done telling about how they, they're really pulling together, and it's like, and the Texans are leading. And the Texans Ooh, are. Where? Yeah, that's right. No, so we are four-point underdogs, but four points isn't really, it's basically a one-point difference. They're basically, they're pretty much calling us even. Um, And then the over-under is 43 and a half. They're peaking right now, Jacksonville, so this four points is really kind of a weird number to me. Yeah. I don't know. We're just coming off hot off the heels of a win after beating up a team that's already down. This Listen, we finally did close out another game. This is true. We've now – and we, we just – rivalry games are different. We always play Jacksonville close anyway. So maybe that's kind of what they're looking at. Maybe that's how they're factoring all of this. I, I – you want to go ahead and just do the picks and all that, and then we'll talk a little football, and then we'll get out of here? Let's do that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Jacksonville minus the four. Really? 
Yeah, I think they're going to beat us by more than four points. And then I'm going to take the under still because I think they beat us like 21 to 13. What's the what's the number on the over? 43 and a half. 43. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to agree with that under for sure. I don't I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I do think we're going to win though. Okay, so we only averaged 17 points. So for us to win you're saying I'm saying they don't score like at all. Are you saying we're going to win or cover? Uh I think we're going to win. You win. So outright win. All right, so we're going to put up 20. And then they're gonna put up what? Fourteen, ten? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't. I mean, the, the the only reason I say that is because I want the dream to still be alive that we haven't lost to the same team twice. We beat the <laughs> Titans. We're a third of the way there. Well, we 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 already beat Jacksonville once, so we haven't lost to them yet this year. That's what I'm saying. Like I think we're just gonna keep that streak alive. We're not gonna lose to them. Oh, we did beat them. We were right. Yeah. I mean, our team so, is, our team is now worse, but I I hope theirs is too. So in theory, they could lose and your dream would still be alive. They would just need to actually, if even if they lose to the Colts, your dream is still alive. They could lose both these games and you won. You've already made it. I just wanted to not lose in the South because it's arguably not even arguably, it is the worst division. <laughs> so if we were to win out, uh Lovey Smith pointed this out at a press conference like two weeks ago. If we beat the Jaguars and the Colts. We'll have the best of in division record amongst the four teams. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, that's stupid. This division is a mess. <laughs> yeah, this is why this is why I call it the Rat King division. This is not good. <laughs> this is terrible. Somebody made a comment on the blog, by the way, about your Rat King thing. Just king, king of garbage. That's where we are standing right now. Who said it? Uh, I, no, it was it was a it was a it was a, a listener on the blog. I'd, I'd have to pull it up again but he essentially was he called it that he said that the rat king is a human concept so therefore you may be right yeah see we're here for it thank you listener <laughs> um that's right you too can make comments that i will incorrectly report to nico uh right there on the battle red blog just go to battleredblog.com participate Participate in the world's worst phone tag. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyone who... All the articles that are posted on the podcast, they all start with the word listen. So that should make it pretty easy to find us. Um, so you're going to take the Texans to win outright. So I'm guessing you're going with the plus four then, too. All right. That's fine. All right. Okay. Uh, let's do some ads, and then we'll come back, and we'll do some wrap-up football here, and then we're going to... What we'll do is we'll play a game, because I've got an interesting game here, I think. All right, it's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs, someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has 100 hours of hands-on instruction in a lab learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist, because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asen is a designated lawyer scientist, and the lawyers at Asen Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asen Law Firm at 832-209-2297, or visit DWILawyerHouston.com. Uh, it's time to trade in your mask for face masks, load up the hoppers, and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone has you covered. Literally. 
It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Splat Zone is a great, low-impact, family-friendly experience. And if you use their website to make reservations, you can get 5% off by using the code BATTLEREDSPLAT. Make sure to go to the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130 in Conroe, Texas, 77384 at the Marcel Town Center. The Adventure Begins is a bright, family-friendly, well-lit place to go do all of your great, fun, nerd activities. Nico and I go there all the time. This is where we get all of our cool, nerdy stuff. Also, on the second floor, they have something called the Adventure Begins Stadium, where they buy and where they where they sell to you guys great, awesome sports memorabilia and sports cards. They've got things like signed jerseys, all kinds of fun stuff, as well as uh, the, the the cards. The cards are back; everyone's buying them. There's this crazy market for them. Mark Wahlberg's kids got a TikTok where they call it the, the cardboard cardboard boys or something like that. Card boys, something like that. Uh, you should definitely be checking out the whole card industry. It's it's back, but it's different. The packs are a little bit more expensive, $10, $20, $30. Even I've seen some that are $150, $200. But there's also different things in there. Little slices of the jersey, uh, signatures, rookie cards, all kinds of other crazy things. Some of these cards are worth thousands of dollars. The collectible market is back. Sports cards are back. Make sure to go to the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. And walk upstairs to the Adventure Stadium and check it out today. Um, okay, so there's a lot going on with two weeks left in the season. And we just made our picks. So I'm going to play a game as we get as we near the end of the season here. Nico, we've already seen two head coaches fired. Yep. What do you I'm going to we're going to play a game where we each pick three teams who we think are going to probably fire their head coach or their general manager if you want to get if you want to get uh tricky. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and let you pick first. I'm booting up my standings here. It's 32 teams in the league. Well, my first guest has already been fired. Unfortunately, he he, he got fired a little bit ahead of schedule. Oh, we're talking about... Actually, there's been three fired head coaches already. Who's the third one? The Colts. I forgot about it. So just now as we start the game. Oh, man. They were Frank Reich was fired, and uh, Jeff Saturday has been hired as interim coach for the last oh, three Oh, man, weeks. we used to do the Saturday-Sunday report, and then they lost. They were undefeated for a grand total of zero amount of time. Uh, no, they won their first game. Oh, that's right. That's they were right. undefeated they for were a undefeated, week. They were undefeated, and yeah. then they had their bye week. That's right. That's what happened. Yeah. They did, they did what we okay. did, where we won our game, and then we had a bye week, and we're like, two weeks undefeated. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, you start feeling really good about yourself. All right, I'm going to list off the teams already eliminated from the playoffs to help make it easy. Texans, Bears, Cardinals, Broncos, Colts, Falcons, Rams, Browns. Still at the bottom, Saints, Raiders, Panthers, Titans, Steelers, Packers, Jets, Lions, Seahawks, Patriots, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and Washington. By the way, from Titans to Washington, all of them are tied with seven seven wins. That's insane. Yeah. It, the, the league is very weird this year. It's a very bottom-heavy league. Okay, there are there's one team with 13 wins, four teams with 12, two with 11, one with 10, and then it goes one nine, two eights, and then like 10 sevens, <laughs> just like 15 of them. Yeah, and then four sixes, and then it goes a couple fives, a couple fours, and then the Bears, and then us. <laughs> like it's 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 very oddly 
bottom heavy this year. So I, I suspect we're going to see – it's like the Bears just hired their head coach. Yeah. So, like, it's tough to say, so like, probably not the them. Bears, although it wouldn't put it any above them to, like, fire a new guy because he did so bad. <laughs> Arizona did it just last year. Yeah. Or just four, three years ago now. Okay. So I'll let you go first. Who do you want first? Man, this is a tough pick. I think it's not going to be the Bears. Uh, I want to say the Raiders. That's an interesting pick. They just benched Derek Carr uh, with two weeks left. I guess they're going to blame the quarterback for the problem. Six and nine. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, and the, the main reason I'm picking the Raiders is because they were supposed to be good. They're one of these teams that this, were supposed to be really solid, and they're just not. You're right. You're right. This was their like this was going to be their breakout year, and it's not gone that way. Right. So I'm going, uh, I'm going Raiders I'm, is my number one pick. I doubt it, but I I could see it happening. I'm going to make a weird curveball here. All right. I'm going to say Mike Vrabel leaves the Titans. Okay. Particular reason. I don't know that. I don't know that they're gonna fire him. I just have a feeling he's still trying to figure out like what can I do to make this team get over the hump. And obviously, losing the uh, the receiver Brown was just too much for them. He alone is having has more catches and receiving yards than his than the Titans' entire receiving core. Impressive. So, I think the general manager leaving. They've lost six in a row. They were seven and three. Another another seven and nine. Uh, so I I just feel like if they finish this the year seven and ten, and and they go from cruising in first place in a terrible division to all I mean just worth like they fall to a ugly second place in this in this terrible division. I I don't. They might fire him, but I really just think he just asks to leave. Like, listen, you guys let the general manager ruin the team. You fired him. You're going to bring in a new general manager. He's going to want to bring in his own head coach. I don't know that I want to be here for the rebuild. That's fair. That you bring a solid point. That is that is a good that is a good point. So i I could see him leaving this team. All right. Who's your second pick? Oh, man. Oof. This is tough. This is honestly probably one of the harder decisions I've had to make because this is – we're stuck in, like, a really weird position. Maybe – There's a lot of really bad teams. <laughs> there's a lot of really bad teams. And they're not all going to fire their coaches, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Uh, Mike Tomlin has been there a very long time. They are a very patient franchise. Mike Tomlin is only their third or fourth head coach ever. But he has been there a really long time. Right. So, I don't think that that's too out of the realm of possibility. Especially because this is a franchise that has, has over the past couple of years, had its woes. I mean, Ben, Big Ben retired. Get all the stuff with Antonio Brown. Like, there's just a lot of things that I think have just. I think they could hang up their hat and be like, "Oh, you've done well. We need some new blood." He's got. He's got a ring. He's got cu- a couple Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay. Uh, my second pick. 
I'm I'm gonna say the Cardinals fire Cliff Kingsbury. Not the Kingsbury. He he got an extension before the season started, though. They extended him and Kyler Murray together. And this whole year has been an exercise in regret. <laughs> I feel like honestly um, couldn't agree more. Oh man, that's bad. Four and eleven, and a team that spent a lot of money. You got guys like JJ Watt making twenty million a year. DeAndre Hopkins gets has a lot of money. Kyler Murray is sitting on the edge of his two hundred million dollar extension. These are this is a team that was supposed to. They were built to power run, throw downfield. Hollywood Brown, James Conner. I mean, they've got pieces, and, and yet. They just, I, I've always said this, there are people who, there are just winners and losers, right? Like, some people are just built to be losers. And I don't mean that in a negative way. They just, when it comes down to it, there's just a missing element of some kind that they're not able to get over the hump. I think probably the most famous one, and he's well-respected and beloved in, in the around the league, is Marty Schottenheimer, who... I think he leads the league in playoff wins without a Super Bowl appearance or league wins without a Super Bowl appearance, something like that. Marty Schottenheimer was this great, great head coach, and every time he would get to like the conference championship, he would just choke. Um, the team just wouldn't finish for him. I think Arizona as a franchise is this thing, and I think Cliff Kingsbury and probably Kyler Murray are also that I could see that I could definitely see that. There's such all a, right. Final one, weird, Nico. Okay, for mine uh, is they are they really are. it's a such a they're one. a weird fit. Uh, oh, a hopeful one. Okay, all right. Uh, Green Bay, please, please save Aaron Rodgers from the nightmare he lives every day. <laughs> well, now this is remember last year they won ten games with the rookie head coach. This is the head coach's second year. They have definitely fallen back to earth at seven and eight though. They're still actively in the hunt. They are. There are things that need to happen, but every week those things have happened for them. Like, I think they need the Giants to lose again, and I think they need the Commanders to lose one more or something like that. But they've been able, those things have consistently happened in front of them, and they are, as of right now, still alive. I It's only his second year, so I'm not sure. He's not going to go anywhere yet. But you wish he did. Yeah. Okay, just, I don't think it's, just, listen, I don't... It's, it pains me to do this. Like, they either need to move Aaron Rodgers somewhere else where, they, like, people actually care about him. Do you know what's weird is they've actually publicly said that they want to bring him back. Like, they're excited to bring him back, they basically have said. Good for them. <laughs> Which is at least nice for, for, for a change, that they are, like, happy to have him. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I don't really want to because I think that they probably like him in Detroit, and I think that they believe in him. But I think Detroit is gonna fire the head coach. I mean, here you are saying they're gonna fire a head coach or a program that doesn't exist, Corey. <laughs> they're finally playing winning football here at the end of the year, and they are technically still alive for the playoffs. But it's just been such a rough two year patch. If he finishes under 500 th- this year. I could see it, and they're seven and eight. So he needs to win two more. I don't know if he will. I think the Packers need him to lose. So we'll see what happens. But I don't. I just think if he finishes this year under five hundred, 
even though I do think they finally have started to buy in and started to to show that they know what it takes to win games and show that character and grit that he's been talking about for a couple years. He was on the in-season Hard Knocks last year, and I really liked him. I liked the attitude. I liked the spirit. I liked the way he kind of pushed. Or no, it was uh, the regular Hard Knocks, so the training camp Hard Knocks. I liked what they did as far as how they built their roster and built their team. I like what he was talking about. I like what he said. I like that he he went out there and, and, and the players bought in and believed in him. However... They were really bad last year after he did everything right. So I think a second year of doing everything right and still not getting over the hump, I think it might be too much. It's just not good for him. Also, I mean, like, trying to convince you that this team's... I keep seeing, like, TikToks of, like, oh, look at all these Detroit Lion fans. and They all look staged to me. <laughs> They're, <just trying> to... <laughs> They're crisis actors. Yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed neither one of us said Lovey Smith. We've had, we've had this discussion on the show before. Like, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, none of us said the Saints. It is only their first year without uh, Sean Payton, but they're six and nine, and they are they are bad. They are, uh, they are none bad, of us. But I mean, like you're you're, you're leaving bad. out the vacuum of probably one of the best head coaches of all time. <laughs> True. Uh, Seattle Seahawks at seven and, and seven and eight. They look like the winners of the Denver Bronco Russell Wilson Seattle Seahawks triangle. There, yeah, they're they're starting Geno Smith, an eight year journeyman in the league. I mean, just I mean, Geno Smith is like thirty years old, and this is the second time getting starts in the league, and they're seven and eight. They they look brilliant. Um. What if what if something crazy happened and Bill Belichick quit this year? I don't know. He he is the Patriots organization. It's hard to make the argument like they're going to fire him. Yeah, they'll never fire him. But what if he quit? Like, what if he was like? I mean, he's he's old. Like him and Pete Carroll are both. Pete Carroll is seventy, and I think Bill Belichick is like 65, 66. I mean, yeah, but his son's they the might defensive retire. coordinator. That is a fair point. Like he might just be like, I don't feel like. Building and waiting another four years before my team's good again. I'm done. I mean, <sighs> although it would be pretty sick to win your last Super Bowl when you're 69 years old, right? That, hey, nice. nice. Um. All right, so that's it. That's our three. Uh, we each we each pick some 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 real losers there. I went Cardinals. I went Lions. I went uh, Titans. Who'd you go? Uh, Raiders. Steve. Raiders, Steelers, and uh, and who was poor, your third? Poor Green Bay. I will have an honorable mention for the Dallas Cowboys head coach because I hate him. You know what though? As this is their best year, and if they go out and they go first round exit, I I wouldn't put that past Jerry Jones to fire him. It's just it's incredible. That is a that is, his job is on the line if that does happen. Oh, uh, the one guy I do think who gets a pass is the Rams. The Rams head coach. Five and ten. They won the Super Bowl last year. They kind of ran the same roster out this year. They've had nothing but injuries and troubles. Um, I think I think they get the pass. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna start valuing Super Bowl rings again. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and beyond that, there's gonna be. They'll have to. It'll it'll show how good they are at like short term roster building. Because remember, they don't have a first round draft pick for like two more years. Yeah, they bet it all. They won, so I mean, they're gonna. They people understand they're gonna need time to build it back. Yeah, yeah. They they all came back for one more year. I think even uh, Aaron Donald talked about retiring, and then he opted in with like a little extension. So I think they all know that their time is running out for the Rams. Uh, 
Um, and it is going to be a few bad years of football. But Sean McVay really did turn this team around in pretty quick fashion um, coming in right behind Jeff Fisher. So I'm excited to see what they actually do now that they have to build it for like kind of the first time, but they don't have the draft capital. That's really where you're going to test your head coach. Can you rebuild? Yeah, without cheap young guys. Like, you're going to have to bring in dudes off the street like the Texans have been doing for two years. Are you going to be better than them? And if he is, then maybe that brings us back to the question of good coaching and stuff. Or maybe he's just bad and he gets fired. Who knows? <laughs> Listen, if he is, that only helps the case that Lovey Smith is doing a pretty good job with what we got. Uh, That's fair. All that being said, thank you guys for listening. We are out. Enjoy this weekend. It's an interesting game, but a game that apparently matters not at all. Uh, Thanks, I kind of that makes me a little uncomfortable about this game. Like, it yeah. doesn't affect us at all. Actually, that's not true. If we win again, the Bears and us do swap places for picking the draft. Right. So we do need the Bears to keep losing if they if we want to win. We want the Bears but to I don't win think... so we can win and then st- keep it the same way is what we really want. Correct. Correct. I don't think we're. I don't think we need to worry about that this week. Maybe a little bit more next week, but we definitely don't have to worry about that this week. I don't think. Uh, also, the Bears have lost eight in a row, so I'm not exactly thinking they're favorites either. Um, yeah, all that being said, thank you for listening. Million games in a row. I, I say that we lost literally what eleven in a row, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Go to make sure to subscribe on Spotify if you're doing it. If you're on Apple iTunes or anything else, click subscribe anyway. This is Battle Red Radio, where you are on the Battle Red blog. Go to battleredblog.com and uh, make make sure to leave some more comments that I'll poorly relay to my to our producer Nico. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs>